right, Ruth chapter 2. We'll start in verse 18 and we'll finish the chapter. Ruth chapter 2. Let's pray and we'll jump in. God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for, for letting us come together and love each other. I thank you for this, this group that's here and this, this group that make up this church, dear Lord. And I thank you for the freedom we have to come. And I pray that you be with us as we look at these words. What a powerful story this is, dear Lord. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as we continue to read and study your word and, and learn about what's going on in the life of Ruth. And I pray that you just hide me behind the cross and help me to, to preach and teach in a way that's going to bring glory to you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would do the work in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives when we hear your word. And I just ask that tonight, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Now just a brief recap. Uh, in chapter 1, we were introduced to a couple of our main characters, Ruth and Naomi. Uh, Naomi's husband had died. Naomi's son was married to Ruth, and, and he died. And so here were these two widow ladies who had been in a foreign land because they needed to go where there was food during the famine, and they eventually made their way back to Naomi's homeland. Naomi was an Israelite woman, and so they made their way back uh, to the Israelite land from the Moabite land that they were in, and they were trying to survive as best they could as two widow women. Now, in that culture, it was difficult for women to survive without a man, and so uh, they were doing the best they could. Uh, in trying to provide, we saw last week that Ruth had gone into a field, which was part of God's command in the Old Testament, that if you had a field, you were supposed to leave a little bit of your crops around the edges, and you, whatever was left over, that those who were poor or widows or orphans, whoever uh, that were needy, they could go in and they could, they could gather whatever grain may be left in the field. Uh, now, Ruth, she was a foreigner and a widow, so she qualified doubly to go in and, and partake of the grain that was there. And of all the fields she could have gone into, she went into the field of a man named Boaz. And he's uh, the other key character in this story, and we were introduced to him in chapter 2. Now, Boaz was very kind to Ruth when he found out who Ruth was and, and that she was uh, there as the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And he even told the other people that worked the fields, look, leave some of the good grain stalks out far too. Leave a little bit of good stuff far to find. Don't, don't just give her the leftovers. He wanted to ensure that she was well provided for. And even giving her food as the meal was prepared. Uh, Ruth was able to join and eat the meal with those who were there. And even had some leftovers we saw uh, when she got through eating. And so Boaz was, was taking very good care of Ruth and seeing to it that this widow woman was provided for. This woman who was from the family of Naomi. And one key verse told us something last week that we need to remember. And that is... Boaz was a relative of Naomi's deceased husband, Elimelech. And that plays a key part in the story, and we will see that tonight. So we'll start in verse 18. We'll read through the uh, last six verses, finished off the chapter, and then we will discuss the significance of what we're about to read. Ruth chapter 2, verse 18. 
she picked up the grain and went into the town where her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. Then she brought out what she had left over from her meal and gave it to her. Then her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you gather barley today? And where did you work? May the Lord bless the man who noticed you. Ruth told her mother-in-law about the men she had worked with and said, The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living or the dead. Naomi continued, This man is a close relative. He is one of our family redeemers. Ruth the Moabitess said, He also told me, Stay with my young men until they have finished all my harvest. So Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Ruth, My daughter, it is good for you to work with his female servants, so that nothing will happen to you in another field. Ruth stayed close to Boaz's female servants and gathered grain until the barley and the wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Now last week we had uh, saw that Ruth had got a bunch of grain while she was in Boaz's field, and here we see that she's going back home after gathering this grain, and she goes back to Naomi, and Naomi realizes that she has a lot of grain that she has gleaned in this field that she has been at. Now we saw last week that it said it was 26 quarts. That's a pretty good day's work. That's a lot of grain that Ruth was able to get. And Naomi noticed that, and, and, and Ruth, being good to Naomi as she was, she even brought her leftover food to her that she had left. We saw in the verses last week. And Naomi said, look, where, where did you go today? What, what field were you in? And Ruth said, well, I was in the field of a man named Boaz. And Naomi points out a key part to this story in verse 20, because she said, this man is a close relative. He is one of our family redeemers, or some translations will say he's our kinsman, or maybe even say our kinsman redeemer. Now here, right smack dab in this, in this story of Ruth, and the book of Ruth literally right smack dab, there are 85 verses in the book of Ruth, and this is verse number 42. Right in the middle of the story, we are introduced to this key bit of information, this, this key uh, point that, that this, this story of Ruth that makes it so beautiful, that everything hinges upon, that this story points us forward to Jesus Christ. Naomi said, Boaz is one of our relatives. He is, he is our family redeemer, or at least one who was eligible to be the family redeemer. Now, this was big news. Now, Ruth may have not understood what, what Naomi was saying here. With Ruth being a, a Moabite and not maybe knowing all of the customs of Israel, she may not have understood what it meant that she ended up in Boaz's field. Now, remember last week when we were reading, it said that she happened into Boaz's field. Now, that didn't just happen. That was not a coincidence. That was the Lord uh, seeing to it that, that Ruth got to the right place at the right time. And so, of all the places these two widow women could have ended up, of all the fields Ruth could have ended up in, she ended up in the field of Boaz, who is one of the family redeemers of the family of Elimelech. Now, a, a, a kinsman redeemer or a family redeemer is something that we see throughout the Old Testament mentioned 
on a few occasions. And this was significant in the Israelite culture among God's people. Now, when God gave the Israelites the land, he wanted the people who lived in the land to keep their spot of land. Now, you can go back and you can read in Deuteronomy chapter 25, and you can read in Leviticus chapter 25, and you can kind of see some of the same themes and ideas of what we're talking about in the book of Ruth and how the Lord intended to provide for his people. Now, a redeemer in the Old Testament was one who would rescue a relative. Perhaps a relative had to go into slavery to pay off a debt. Uh, perhaps a relative was, was in danger of losing their land. Uh, whatever it may be, God said, Look, if one of your relatives is in trouble, it is the Redeemer's obligation, it is their duty as a family member to provide for, to protect, to take care of, to deliver, to help that family member in need to see to it that their needs are met, that their family bloodline is carried out. That's what we see in Deuteronomy 25, that, look, if, if you have a brother and your brother dies and your brother's wife is left childless, then it's your job as the brother to take your brother's wife to continue your brother's bloodline, that your brother's wife can have a child. And the first child that she has, even though it's, it's, it's by you, it will, be, it will be counted as your brothers so that the bloodline could continue on. Oddly enough, coincidentally enough, we're going to be talking about that Sunday in the book of Mark and, and the passage that we're going to look at. And so we see these, these themes and these ideas about how important it was for God to provide for the people of Israel. And the provision was to come through the family. The, the protection was to come from the family. Uh, the, the deliverance, the redemption was to come from a close family member. Now, as I said, you can read more about this in Leviticus 25 and Deuteronomy 25. Even though Ruth and Naomi's situation is not spelled out exactly in those passages, it's not spelled out that, 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 those, that those themes that God laid out apply directly to this, it's certainly true that they did. And we see that as this story goes along. That is, in this particular passage, we have two widow women. One is a foreigner, but Naomi, the, the, the mother-in-law of Ruth, she uh, was married to Elimelech, who Boaz was this close relative of. And as, as we discussed in those two passages that we talked about, it is, the, it is the job and the duty of the close relative to redeem the family member who is in need. And so Boaz is eligible and capable of filling this role. But as we're going to see as we read along in the next couple of weeks, is that he's not the closest redeemer. There is a, another relative who is closer to Elimelech who has the opportunity and the option to be the redeemer for this family. Now, this, this job of redeemer was to deliver people who were incapable of being delivered from whatever problem they were going through on their own. It was the job of the redeemer to step in and free a family member from slavery, to take care of them, to provide for them, to meet their needs. Uh, the word that's used here for redeemer, uh, go'al in Hebrew, is also the same word that is sometimes used for avenger because it was also the job of the redeemer to avenge a family member 
if a family member was killed wrongfully, then, then it fell to the family member to see that justice would serve. And so sometimes you see the same word that's used for redeemer is sometimes translated as avenger in certain situations. So this kinsman redeemer that we're talking about, that we see in Scripture, is one who helps redeem someone who is enslaved, deliver someone who needs to be delivered, to pay the price or the debt that someone needs to be paid that they can't pay, to provide protection and to take care of someone, and to avenge those who have been harmed in the past. Now, this is significant because when we talk about a Redeemer in this story, this story should point us forward to Jesus Christ, who fulfills the role of everything that God called a Redeemer to fill in the Old Testament. Because we are slaves, maybe not to other people, but we are slaves to sin. We, we, we have a, a debt because of our sin that we can never repay. We, we, we have an enemy that comes against us that tries his best to harm us, to attack us, and to destroy us. And so what do we need? We need someone to redeem us. We need someone who is capable to come in and say, I will pay the price of their sins. I will be their protector. I will be their provider. I will be their avenger. And that's what Jesus Christ is for us. That's what Boaz is going to be, spoiler alert, for Ruth and Naomi. But, but what Boaz shows us in this world in, in a human form, just in a worldly sense, is carried out in a perfect sense, in an eternal sense, in Jesus Christ. That he is our Redeemer. He is the one who God has sent to provide for us, to protect us, and to avenge us. And when Naomi knew that the Redeemer was near, I'm sure a light bulb went off in her mind. Ruth may not have known what was going on. She may not have understood the custom. She may not have understood that this was a big deal, that there was supposed to be a man who had the, the opportunity and the ability who could step in and who could save them and who could solve all of their problems. They were two widow women trying to make it, but God had sent one into their path to be their provider, to be their protector. And it was their redeemer. And God has done the same thing for you and I by sending Jesus Christ to pay the debts that we couldn't pay, to free us from the slavery of sin that, that, that we could not free ourselves from, to provide for us everything that we need and to deal with our enemy for all of eternity. And so when we read about the redeemer in the book of Ruth, and we're going to see that word a lot in the next couple of weeks, when we read about the Redeemer, we are reading about Boaz, but we need to be thinking about Jesus Christ, who is the only Redeemer for you and I. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for this, this good story. We thank you for this powerful uh, uh, illustration we have in the life of Boaz and Ruth and Naomi, dear Lord. And I pray, God, that you would help us to not fail to realize that Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. God, He is our Avenger. So God, let us not worry about what we need because we have a Redeemer who provided and is providing all that we need on a daily basis, dear Lord. God, let us not worry about our enemies and those who have done us wrong because, God, 
Vengeance belongs to you, and we have an avenger, dear Lord. So God, we don't have to worry about what we need, and we don't have to worry about those who come against us. God, we just have to trust in Jesus Christ because he has provided for our needs. He has redeemed us, dear Lord, if we put our trust in him. And God, we thank you for sending that beautiful redeemer into our life. And God, I pray that we see that and we, and we see it fully and, and beautifully as this story in Ruth unfolds. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.